BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Note to Self. So today I actually had a very specific episode topic in mind, and then I remembered I haven't done an Ask P in a while, and I really want to like go really hard on this next episode topic that I want to talk with y'all about. So I'm going to prep that one for a little bit and we're going to do an Ask P today. I love Ask P's because one, I feel like I've gotten so many messages of people being like, honestly, when I first started listening, I just went through and listened to the Ask P episodes, which makes me really happy because I feel like it's a very almost like intimate moment that I have with people who listen to the podcast and I can answer questions and I can kind of like we can relate on like certain life experiences, I guess, because for me, the Ask P episodes are less of me being like, let me tell you the right answers to things and more me getting to choose questions that I'm like, oh, shit, I actually have like some life experience with this or I've gone through something similar um, and I can make you feel you know, seen and heard and then also give you some tips or things that I've learned. And also I've realized that many of us just go through the same exact things because so many of the questions are pretty similar to each other. You know what I mean? I've been toying with the idea of doing like themed ask peas and also having my friends on who I would like ask these questions to myself. But so far, I'm loving that one-on-one kind of vibe that we have going on with ask peas right now, me and you listening right now. So We're going to stick with that for a little bit and we're going to do an Ask P today because I try to do them once a month and I just haven't really done them in a little bit because I've had some exciting guests on. I was traveling to New York. I loved those episodes. Last week, obviously, we had to do my 100th episode, which was so fun. Very different. Definitely not in studio or anything like that. Felt very much more chaotic, but it kind of had that classic note to self chaos that I had like kind of in the beginning when I first started, which I loved. So before we get into today's episode, I thought I would do a little catch up with you guys. I have been kind of all over the place in the last couple of weeks, but I've had the best time spending my weekends here in Los Angeles, just hanging out with my friends. And I just have found such a good group of girlfriends here that I've been able to reconnect with since moving back. And then also some way better I guess, newer, but like really great guy friends than I thought I would have at this point in my life, especially like new guy friends who are all very cool and respectful and normal and just like awesome. So I feel very lucky and I'm happy to spend more time here in Los Angeles in the summertime. I've been trying to not travel so much and it's actually been working out well for me. I think I might do something next month, but I've realized I don't really like to leave my house or my apartment for more than like a week at a time. Like, I thought I was some big travel gal because I was moving around so much in this last like last year and I'm fine with moving, but I feel like living out of a suitcase just like isn't for me. Like I need all my stuff wherever I am. So I'm noticing that like my nesting and everything here in LA, I'm actually loving the nesting process and I don't want to leave my apartment for that long and I don't want to pack for that long. I don't want to lug suitcases everywhere for that long. It's just a new version of myself that I've met, the nesting version. So I might go to Europe for like a week maximum if I get the time next month, but I'm really loving my time here in Los Angeles. 
some other updates. So we've got the Note to Self merch on sale. I've mentioned that before and you've seen it probably if you followed me on Instagram. I love seeing everyone in their lucky tea and their 222 tea. That's the thing I see the most. I've seen a couple of you guys using the journal and the mug as well. That's still available online. You guys can look in the show notes for all of that. Or you can go to my Instagram and everything will be linked there. I live in my lucky tea. I'm actually just getting a new lucky tea. I'm going to size down. So I usually get the 2XL. I'm sizing down to a large and I'm going to crop it, which I think will be so cute with like shorts or like jeans in the summer too. So that's still available. Uh, I hope you guys are loving your merch. I love seeing you in it, like I said. And I love sending it to all my friends. It's just like such a fun thing to have, like to be able to see you guys physically wearing something because I sit behind a mic here with my producer, Josh, and like I don't get to necessarily see everyone listening and consuming note to self. So it's cool to see physically people wearing the merch, if that makes any sense. It's like a physical, I don't know, totem or something that makes me be like, oh, I can feel proud of this. Also, I just love the like, especially the lucky T-shirt. That's my favorite one. I wear it constantly. I wear it all over my house. <laughs> it's like the only thing I wear ever. I have multiples of it. So that's an announcement. I guess it's an old announcement, but a reminder, I guess. Also, this week, if you're listening on the Thursday that this drops, I have partnered with my trainer, Chelsea, to put together an eight-week program, kind of based off of the strength workouts that I've been doing. And right now, from Wednesday, so yesterday to tomorrow, Friday, we're doing a sale where you can get kind of a percentage off of this program. So you're going to pay an upfront fee, basically, and then you use this program at your own gym. There's some modifications uh, available to people. There's going to be like a sample meal program, things like that. And I will be doing the uh, program with you. So it's based off of, like I said, all the things that I've been doing in the last few months. We've just condensed it a little bit because I only work out twice a week typically. So we are doing the three days a week. And she also has things for you guys to do on the off days as well. It's just a great way to have some kind of direction. And Chelsea's really good at helping me focus on the things that I wanted to focus in on. For example, like cinching in my waist and building out a booty and things like that. And I also really wanted to become a little bit more powerful and have a little more endurance. So we work on things like more explosive jumps, which are such a bitch. Let me be honest, such a bitch and very humbling when you first start for sure. So that's available. Please go to my Instagram if y'all want to see that. Um, You guys can see like I'll put it in a highlight at this point. So just Go over there if you want to see and you can see the promo code for everything. I'm excited to share that with you guys because you can see exactly what I've been doing in the gym and what I've been talking about on Note to Self so much. And I don't really have any other more like announcements, but I did want to do Content Corner because I haven't done that in a while. Okay, so I've been watching on, I think it's on Apple TV. There's actually a lot of shows I've been watching on Apple TV. I've been watching Hijack, which is really good. The other two, I finished the new season already. I love that show. I've talked about it a bunch. I think that's on Max, though. I've been watching some Netflix. I feel like nothing, like, great has come out. I've been watching a lot of, like, war movies, which is so typical because I watch one and then it just keeps repeating to me, like, the the genre, I guess. What else? I should have written more down. And I haven't really started following anyone new on social media either. I've been kind of boring on the social media stuff. Oh, you know who I've loved following who I actually really want to have on the podcast is my friend Morgan Riddle. She does a lot of like tennis content. Her boyfriend plays tennis and she's she went to Wimbledon recently and did a bunch of their fashion coverage. So I love following her through that. And I just love the way that she does content. Like I think her TikToks about it are informative and also like entertaining to watch. So she does a lot of TikToks about tennis and like explaining tennis to people who may not understand like how Wimbledon works and stuff. And then she also does like outfit of the day and things like that. So I love following her. Her name is Morgan Riddle. Like I said, by the time you're listening to this, I'll be embarking on a very fun weekend here in Los Angeles. One of my friends invited me to come with him and just a big group of us to the Morgan Wallen concert. Is it Morgan Wallen or Morgan Whalen? I think it's Wallen, Morgan Wallen, which I'm excited for because I love the song last night. And when that plays, I might cry. I'm not sure. My friend Kelsey and I has a very special place in our hearts. So very pumped for that. It's probably the only thing I'm going to do all week. And I'm going to like save up for this experience. I was asked out on a date this weekend, but I don't think that I'm going to go do that because I just don't think I'm really into the dating. I'm not into the in the dating mood lately. I don't think I've actually ever been in the dating mood before. 
been I've been on very few dates, I will say. Since I moved to LA seven years ago, I think I've been on three dates with men who I wasn't in a relationship with. Like I'd have date night with my boyfriend, but not I wouldn't go on like first dates or anything like that. So I'm not really the dating type. I mean, it's very bold of a man to ask me on a date. I think that that's really nice of him, but I don't think it's for me. I think I'm going to pass on this one. So that's really all the life updates I have. They're not very many. It's just work and work and work and thinking about podcast ideas and avoiding leaving my house, whether it be for traveling or for dates. Only if it involves tequila and my friends will I go at this point in my life or going on a walk. Iman and I like to go on our neighborhood mom walks. We actually have one scheduled for this evening, so I will leave my house for that. But that's pretty much it at this point. Nothing too exciting. Today's episode is sponsored by Unfem. Unfem is premium, award-winning, woman-made sparkling wines that give back to charities that benefit women. Y'all know if you've been here for a hot sec, Note to Self is extremely female forward, so this could not be a more perfect sponsor. We're combining wine, one of my favorite things, with helping women in their day-to-day. I am obsessed. Unfem can be found on the wine list at some of the best restaurants and luxe hotels like St. Regis and Ritz-Carlton Properties, and also at Target, Sprouts Farmers Market, and other fine wine retailers across the country. The brand is all about uplifting, supporting, gathering, and building communities of women because when women get together, magic happens. Duh. Unfem's flagship wines, the Betty and the Cali, represent the very best in modern California winemaking. The Betty is a light, versatile California sparkling white wine crafted in Unfem's signature dry, modern, fresh brute style. A percentage of proceeds from sales of the Betty, named after Betty White, is donated to Dress for Success. If you are not familiar with Dress for Success, please look them up immediately. It's an incredible organization. The Cali is a 91-point award-winning sparkling rosé that is dry, fresh, and crafted for rosé all day, all year long. But especially in the summer, obviously. A percentage of proceeds from the sales of the Cali is donated to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Beautifully balanced, fruit and style, never sweet, which I don't, I never like too sweet. Thoughtfully produced, woman-made wines that give back. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to uf.wine slash note to self to find Unfem wines at a retailer near you and get $5 off per bottle, a deal for our podcast insiders. So that's uf.wine slash n-o-t-e-t-o-s-e-l-f to learn more restrictions apply please drink responsibly must be 21 years or older hey friend i'm nicole walters mom of three your internet bestie and founder of inherit learning company if you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose then join me each week on the nicole walters podcast as i share my hard-learned lessons and answer your dms about life business and everything in between we'll laugh we'll cry and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, so let's start in on the Ask P questions. I pulled five questions. Like I always say at the top of each Ask P episode, you know yourself better than I will ever know you, you know your situation better than I will ever know the situation. I only have the information you've given me and I I can only say things from my perspective and where I am at my life right now. Maybe you could ask me this exact same question a year from now and it could have a different answer. I don't know. It'd be based on my own life experience. So when I answer these questions, a lot of the times I like to pull back on my own experience just so it doesn't sound like I'm giving you some overarching rules for your own life. It's more like, hey, here's a great question. I've been in this situation. Here's what I did. And whether I did something, quote, right or wrong, what I think about what I did, what I, you know, my reflections on it, all the things. So it's really just you guys being able to pull from maybe my mistakes or things that I did well, which is why I speak about it in that tone rather than being like, you need to do this or you need to do that. So again, use your own discretion. Do not just listen to me, a random girl on a mic because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to your own life. Maybe that's a horrible way to start. Like, it's not a great marketing for the, for the Ask Me episode, <laughs> but it's 
it's my truth. Okay, I can't help but lead in with that because it's just the truth. You know what I mean? All right. And in typical me form, I did go over some of the questions like I just skimmed through them, but I didn't necessarily like plan an answer. So if I, you know, kind of fumble through them, sorry, you're getting my real pretty much raw answer right now. Okay, so question number one. First off, I love your podcast and the content you make. Thank you so much. I know you don't want to give out too much advice on how to move on post breakup quite yet, but I need advice on how to get through the first few weeks. It has almost been one month and I have cried nearly every day. I know I would not get back together with him because at the end of the relationship, it was turning into gaslighting. He had to always keep the dominance. And when I began to push back, he became threatened. And that's when he would say hurtful things. I was afraid as well to ask him certain questions because he would just get mad and not have an actual conversation. After our last fight, he broke up with me over text, even though we live in the same town. I finally got him to meet up with me in person and we talked everything out. But ultimately, we couldn't forgive each other. I cry so much because I remember the amazing times we had together and how deeply in love I was. I also cry because I'm angry. I never thought he could be so cruel towards the end. I know it's good to cry and get it out, but my crying turns into panic attacks. What did you do to get yourself through the initial part of your breakup? I just want to be my happy self again. Any advice would help. Okay, so when I went through my break, first of all, I want to say I am so sorry this is happening to you. I know that breakups are the fucking worst. It's something I think many of us, most of us can can agree on. And it's kind of one of those things, too. I feel like now that I've gone through one that was a pretty big one that like really kind of wrecked me, I you have this like camaraderie with other people even more so because like everyone's dealt with something like that before, but I hadn't for quite a long time. And now I know what everyone's talking about. So that's one way to look at it. (laughs) I feel very close to other people. So I'll tell you, when I went through my recent breakup, not even recent, but like my breakup that most people were here for, I lived with the guy that I was breaking up with. So my initial thing was to get out of the apartment. And I actually went over to my friend Iman's house which is, I don't know if y'all were listening to last week's episode, but we kind of talked about how like Iman went through her breakup in that apartment. And I was the first person that she called when she went through it. One of her, her breakups kind of a long time ago. And she was the first person I called when I was going through mine and little known to me, she was also going through kind of a mini breakup at the same time that she hadn't told me about. So I went to Iman's house. I stayed there for a few days at least. And my ex would go work every day. Like he would go do his like PT and physical therapy and stuff like that. So I knew when he'd be gone. (laughs) So I would go over to the apartment and like get whatever I needed for the day. If I needed something new or I would like get dressed over there, shower, change. And I would go back to Iman's house to work or like just get out of the apartment in general. So that was my goal. Number one, dealing with the first few days or the first, you know, little bit. And we continue to live together for almost two months post breakup because we broke up kind of in the beginning of December. We kind of had our first like we're breaking up talk. So luckily for me, I will say it was Christmas time. So I went home to see my family for the holidays anyway. That was already the plan. So I had a lot of distraction. But first, I will say I got out of my space that we were living in. So I got away from him physically. And then I sat with my friend Iman in her bed and we both were in what I like to refer to as mashed potato phase. And here's where I'm going to point you to the episode I did with my friend Kimberly. It's one of her now four episodes on the podcast just because I love her so much. It is. I have it written down here. It's episode 33. I think that her breakup episode is so realistic. Also, it's kind of funny to listen back now that I've gone through a breakup because at the time I was in a relationship. So that's fun for all (laughs) to go listen back and listen to how I speak about my relationship. But Kimberly does such a good job of pointing out the various phases. So mashed potato phase, which it seems like you're in now, allowing yourself to grieve and grovel and be sad, even if you know it wasn't the right relationship to be in. For me, I didn't have that experience. It wasn't like bad things weren't happening in my relationship. Mine was a very quick turnaround, like really a surprise (laughs) to me. And When you said you get angry, you also cry because you're angry. I never thought he could be so cruel towards the end. 
I know how that feeling is to be genuinely shocked by the behavior of someone that you've known closely for a while. You're almost like, who am I even talking to right now? Like, are what is going like? It's so confusing. It almost like freaks me out. Like, I just love consistency. Y'all know I like I talk about consistency all the time, especially with relationships. It's something I value so much. So after someone is very consistently themselves for such a long time, in my situation, it was two and a half years, so consistent. And then all of a sudden it, a switch flips. It can really freak you out and it can really make you angry. So I totally understand that because it's it's confusing. It's aggravating. It's just it's emotional to see that happen. And it really freaked me out, too. So I feel you on that one. I will say what it sounds like for you. I just want to note, like this sounds truly like a blessing in disguise. I know probably your friends, your family, everyone. And you probably know this internally, like this is going to be better for you in the long run. But that doesn't make it necessarily easier. So I would give yourself grace if you need to cry. You need to cry. Go listen to episode 33. Kimberly has a good talking there about going from mashed potato phase to like pulling your shit together. I think she says it best because she does it with such compassion and grace for, you know, she went through this as well. This is how she knows these things. And I listened to that episode when I went through my breakup, actually, because I just thought she said such good stuff about it. I have an episode with my friend Josie as well that I actually recorded the day after me and my ex broke up and I couldn't cancel that recording because I had to get it done that week. And I just was a zombie during the entire thing. But anyway, her episode is a little bit different. It's it's not, I don't point to it as much because her situation was a very long relationship with a lot of toxicity rather than like almost like someone turning on her really quick. And my friend Kimberly had an experience with someone turning on her quickly and just like the breakup was very similar to mine. So Anyways, I always point to that one. That one's episode 33. Definitely go listen to that. And I would say mostly give yourself grace. I think remind yourself consistently every day that this is good for you. This is good for you. This is good for you. Surround yourself with people that make you happy. My friend Iman and I, like I said, we're in a similar stage. Her and I would just, we were at her house in her bed, laying there wallowing and like just depressed sleeping all day for like at least a week. And then I went back to my apartment actually because all my stuff is there and we shared the apartment. So I had a whole time where I lived with my my ex. (laughs) That was a different story. But I would say, again, you're on the right path with the grace and the mashed potato phase. Let yourself be in mashed potato phase. Just know it sounds like you're kind of on the pinnacle of like, all right, this is getting a little dramatic. Like I need to get it together. It's good that you know that one. And I would say, even if you don't believe it right now, consistently repeating affirmations, taking in content that makes you feel good, listening to songs that make you feel happy, being around people that make you feel happy. This is the time to do that. Because kind of before mashed potato phase, you want to listen to all the sad songs and everything. I would say to get out of that phase, you kind of got to pull yourself out of it with some like Rihanna style, fake it till you make it confidence. You know what I mean? And I think that that kind of gets you out of that phase. So that's all I have for you right now, because that first month is fucking rough. It's rough. okay. and I think for you, what's going to be good, kind of how I talked about last week is like. You know that. You're obviously conflicted because you shared so much love with this person, but you realize he fucking sucks, obviously, based on what you've told me. So it seems like this is going to be one of those things that like time is going to help you heal those wounds. And that's what sucks is you just have to let time pass. But with a little bit of time, some support from your friends, some delusion, some practicing of lucky girl syndrome, I think you're going to be great. I think you're going to come out of this way, way better. In today's fast-paced world, taking care of your mental health is more important than ever. If you're looking to reduce stress, increase mindfulness, and improve your overall well-being, you need calm. Spoiler alert, I <laughs> I needed calm years and years ago, okay? We discussed this a bit in the prepping for summer episode, which is episode 94, but getting your mind right is absolutely crucial for having your best summer and beyond ever. And Calm is making it easier than ever to find time for mindfulness in your day-to-day. Calm helps you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier lifestyle. Calm recognizes that mental health needs differ from person to person and that time for meditation may vary. Because self-practices are so deeply personal, Calm strives to provide content that caters to everyone's preferences and needs. So, their meditations range from focuses on anxiety to stress to self-care to inner peace 
They have sleep stories, which we've discussed are my favorite things, relaxing music tracks and daily movement sessions, all designed to give you the tools to improve the way you feel. They even have expert led talks on topics such as tips for overcoming stress and anxiety, handling grief, improving self-esteem, caring for relationships, and so much more. Everything you need to prioritize your mental health and wellness is on Calm. So if you go to calm.com slash note to self, you'll get a special offer for 40% off a Calm premium subscription and new content is added every week. So relax. Calm's got everything you need for a happier and healthier you. I feel like I spend most of my days wondering where the time went and it's It's almost like there's too much to do and there's too little time to do it in. So I like using Calm because I can choose how much time I have to dedicate to meditation day to day because that time changes by the day. So I have no excuse not to actually implement this habit into my daily life. So for listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash note to self. Go to C-A-L-M dot com slash note to self for 40% off unlimited access to calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash note to self. Okay. Our next partner is AG one, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day, every morning. I gave AG one a try over a year ago because I wanted a single solution to support my whole body instead of taking handfuls of supplements every morning. Spoiler alert, I was hooked immediately. AG1 helps to support your gut, your immune system, and helps to boost your energy without having to take a bunch of pills and vitamins or having to drink something that tastes really gross because it actually tastes really good. I drink AG1 in the morning before I make my French press coffee, and it makes me feel energized and ready to take on the day. It's a huge part of my morning ritual, and it makes me feel like I'm doing something good for myself right off the bat. It can be difficult for me to keep up with a supplement routine that comes with a bunch of different products. And it's hard to know where to start with supplements and like know what brands to trust. But AG1 makes that so much easier. Since I've been drinking AG1, I have noticed an overall feeling of just health. I feel like I said, more energized. I feel like my digestion is so much better and I feel more invigorated. I feel like usually during the day around three or four, I start to have like that lull where I almost need like a midday nap. And when I drink my AG1 consistently, especially, I don't really get that lull. So why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder into water once every morning? That's when I take it. At least you don't have to take it in the morning, but that's when I do it. I think it's best. It's really a part of the ritual. AG1 was designed with ease and mind so you can live healthier and better without having to complicate your routine. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. You can go to drinkag1.com slash note to self. That's drinkag1.com slash note to self. Check it out. All right. Number Two, how can I stay on track with my goals while living with a partner with a different lifestyle? I'm 25 and I've been with my now husband, yay, since we were 18. We met as exchange students and did long distance for years and I now live with him in Finland. That's wild. I would love to hear that story. We have just moved to a new city together where I started my new dream job and he is studying. My struggle is something I've talked about with some of my other girlfriends in long-term relationships. As much as I love my partner and he brings so much joy to my life, I feel like whenever I'm on my own, my habits are so much better. I do not enjoy being on my own, but I notice I'm able to stay more focused and on track with my goals since he is not as interested in waking up early, working out, etc. I feel that in a lot of ways, I have matured faster than he has in terms of my career and habits. A lot of this is because in the U.S., we go to college so early and here it's way more relaxed. This is absolutely not to say I don't want to be with him. Otherwise, I wouldn't have married him. But I am wondering your take on how I can support him to grow while I'm still after my own hot girl routine and striving towards my best self. Absolutely love your podcast and everything you do. Seeing 222 everywhere here in Finland. You're truly like listening to a cool big sister. It's been tough making friends in a new city and so comforting listening to your episodes. Love, Katie. That was the nicest last paragraph I've ever seen in my entire life. Thank you so much for listening, Katie. I can't believe you live in Finland. I can't believe I have a listener in Finland. I thought this question was interesting because this is another thing that I dealt with in my last relationship. We definitely did like separately live different lifestyles in each other. I mean, they were pretty similar, but 
he was more stable and grounded, like had to wake up at the same time every day, go to all these like very specific, almost like militaristic kind of things. And living with someone like that when I had a different schedule, like I don't want to wake up at 6 a.m. because I don't freaking have to. So I wake up more like eight or nine and like I go to sleep. Actually, I want to go to sleep earlier usually um, because I really value my sleep. So there's all these things that I do while I'm solo, while I'm single living my best freaking life. That is exactly how I want to do it. There is no compromise. I live in my own apartment by myself. And I couldn't do those things when I lived with a partner. It just doesn't really work like that, I don't think. But I think that there is a middle ground. For me, I'm not a person that likes to do everything with my partner. So I don't need to wake up at the same time as them. I don't like to work out with a partner. I usually like to work out with a trainer or by myself. I don't even like go to classes with my friends or anything either. Like it's just I get my workout in the day when it's efficient to get in my day and I don't want to have to deal with other people's schedules. So I'm very independent in that way. And I think that a lot of the times relationships that can be really good for relationships to maybe not force your partner to have the same lifestyle as you. It is kind of fucking annoying when I want to go to sleep and my partner wants to like lay on the couch and watch TV and I'm trying to go to sleep and then he wants to come in the bed with me and like watch TikToks before he goes to sleep, but I'm already trying to sleep. Like those are little things that are annoying, obviously. But I don't think that, in my opinion, you and your partner need to have the exact same lifestyle, especially when it comes to the working out and the getting up and all those things. I think it's pretty normal for two people to be together who do live different lifestyles, whether they have different activities they enjoy and hobbies, or it comes down to like the actual work they have to do every single day, their personal schedule. I think it's very normal for two people to live different lifestyles. Now, if you're taking his, you know, not wanting to get up early and work out and stuff like that as more of a personality trait that you're not liking, maybe that's something to talk about because it seems like you're like you're associating the working out schedule and the hot girl summer schedule and the waking up early schedule with like being a productive person. I think that I see where you're going with that, but I also think that there are different ways to be productive and maybe he just doesn't really value those things. And if that's not something he values or wants to do, I don't necessarily think that trying to get him to quote, like grow that way is maybe the right word to use because some people just don't value that as much, which again is totally fine. I look at my parents who are still together or many of my friends' parents and they are so different from each other. And they're still together and it's still fine. They live different lives and they do things separately from each other, which I think is really, really healthy. So if you're getting up early and your husband doesn't want to, I personally don't think that that's a negative sign. But again, maybe you do enjoy doing everything with him. I think it's just really nice to have separate things anyway. So if you get up and you're kind of up and at him already, you've worked out, you've done all the things and your husband doesn't want to do that. I feel like that's like kind of a fun thing for you all to do separately. So you're living two separate lives while you're living together, which kind of is my theory for like longevity in any relationship. Like if you want something to last forever, I don't think you need to like hyper focus on doing everything together anyways. I know it's kind of fun to do everything together, but like it's also kind of fun to miss each other. So like if you're doing separate things, I think it's fun that you get to come together at some point and tell each other about those things. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to say that you are dependent and co- like codependent and you want to do everything with him. But the way this reads is like, you want him to adopt a lifestyle that you have because your perspective is that this lifestyle is the more, quote, productive one. This is the more mature lifestyle. Whereas, especially you're saying he's from a different country, maybe he doesn't even see it that way. Like maybe he sees his lifestyle as productive. So maybe decide, like, do you want to change him in that way? Or can you allow him to live his own lifestyle? Is he doing it out of laziness or is he doing it because it's a culture thing? Like dig more into that and figure out why. Because just because we in America think a certain lifestyle is the, quote, right way or the mature way or the productive way doesn't mean internationally it really is. And it might not be the better way. Honestly, I am not waking up, like I said, before eight at all. Usually I don't get out of bed before nine. I do work in bed, which people say don't do, but I know I'm going to do it anyway. So I just (laughs) allow myself to do it. So I'll wake up. I'll play some like little cute affirmation tracks. I'll get on Pinterest. I'll answer some emails. And people would say maybe that's not very productive or mature or whatever it is, but it works for me. So see why that works for your husband and see, do you really need him up with you that early doing your hot girl summer stuff? Because also, is it hot girl summer stuff if your man is doing it with you? No, it's not hot girl summer stuff anymore. It's hot couple summer stuff. And that's just weird. (laughs) We don't need to do hot couple summer stuff. Just hot girl summer. Just just the one. Just just the you. 
So I know that's kind of went all over the place. But I think in my last relationship, I learned like there was so much that my ex had to teach me that I would see as like, for example, video games. I would see as like, oh, fucking video games, like unproductive, dumb. Like, why are you playing video games? And then I realized he does it because like he wants to de-stress from the day. And who am I to tell him? He has a great job. He does a great job at it. He made way more money than me. So I'm sitting there like, wait a minute, who am I to tell him (laughs) how to live his life? He actually looks like he's doing fine. (laughs) So it's not really my job to like monitor his productivity. You know what I mean? And that will just drive you crazy anyway. All right. Question three. I'm currently 25 years old and stuck in a job that I'm no longer happy in. However, I feel as if I don't know how to leave because I'm close with my boss and I feel bad. In addition, this job isn't paying me very well and has made me feel very behind financially in comparison to the rest of my peers. I'm in need of that extra push and advice to leave since I know that is the right thing to do for myself. Okay, so 25 is my favorite year ever, by the way. Just had to say that. Okay, I think I need to prescribe you a quick listen to the Villain Era episode. That is episode, let me see, I wrote it down, 55. Go listen to that because it's kind of about like rebranding what some would call being selfish. I just call it being smart because you have to live your own life. So being selfish, like honestly, isn't a bad thing. In my opinion, I think there's ways to be selfish that are annoying, obviously. But I think when you're talking about your job in your life or your family or whatever it is, your health, you need to be selfish. So go listen to the Villain Era episode. It's basically about that very topic, like doing what's best for you, no matter, I wouldn't say (laughs) no matter what you do to other people, obviously you don't want to like hurt other people, but sometimes I think you're going to have to let other people down in order to live the life that you know is meant for you. And that's what it kind of sounds like right now. And especially as women, I think sometimes we're, we're taught that we need to be softer or more compassionate or more aware of other people, which is all true. But if you are sitting in a job that you hate that is making you behind financially, that you physically intuitively can tell is not meant for you. And the only thing keeping you staying is that you're close with your boss. I think it's really that time to get in the villain era mindset. And if your boss cares about you and can tell these things, or if you shared this this with your boss, I would assume someone who cares about you would be happy for you to kind of move on and spread your wings. I have a friend who very recently left a job that she really loved and that she's super close with her boss, someone very important in her life. And she was a little bit nervous. The exit strategy from the job, she just could figure, she just figured out she was like, she was getting too big for this job. And she's really good at her job. And financially speaking, she could make so much more elsewhere, but she was really afraid of leaving this job. She didn't want to let down her friend. Similar situation. And when they had the conversation, it actually ended up going really well because her boss was like, you're right. Like, you've outgrown the position. You could make so much more somewhere else. Like, no hard feelings. They're still totally fine. So I actually just watched that go down, which was really interesting. And I loved that her boss was like, actually, this is great. And they're still friends to this day. Like, they're still close. It might have even brought them closer to, like, remove the working relationship. But I think definitely you'll listen to the Villain Era episode if you want some a little bit of a pep talk on that one. It's definitely one of my favorite episodes. But of course, like I always say on Note to Self, this is about you and especially your work life is about you. And if you're feeling intuitively like this is not for me and you also are seeing in your real life, like I'm not, I'm not making what I should be making. I'm not getting paid what I deserve. You need to get out of there. It's going to be hard. It's going to be one of those things you just rip the bandaid off where it fucking sucks at first. Like the conversation is hard. And then once you're past it, it's going to be like the best thing ever. But it just sucks to like just get that Band-Aid ripped off. Really sucks. All right. Question number four. Hi, P. I really looked up to you and the way you hold yourself in life. I was wondering what your opinion is on casual hookups. I'm 25 and I'm just getting out of a really bad heartbreak. It's summer and I've been really craving fully living my single girl life. I feel like I'm too old to be having casual sex, but I also kind of love it. Do you think it makes a girl low value? I love this question. If you've been around for a little while, you know that in my last, I think, two relationships or two of the last three ones I've had, just the only ones I've had in my life have been three. 
two of them started with a one night stand or what was supposed to be a one night stand. Obviously didn't turn into a one night stand because they turned into full fledged relationships. And both of those guys were amazing guys. I'm lucky to have known them in this lifetime. And I think that this question is so interesting to me because I've had such opposite experiences from what I see on like the freaking TikTok podcaster dudes who are like, you're low value if you give it up too soon. Like it's always like some fucking loser saying that. I will say that both of my exes that I did that with are amazing guys with amazing jobs, so much going for them. And not for a second did my hooking up with them make them look at me like I was lesser than. So I think it depends on the kind of guy you're dealing with. One. One thing I did want to note, because I think sometimes when I talk about living like your single girl life, some people will take that as, you know, going out and hooking up with everyone and like being crazy fun single. I don't think being single and living your best single life is necessarily synonymous with having a ton of casual sex. I think it really matters what you think and how you feel about yourself after, during, whatever it is. If you feel safe, if you're using protection, for example. If the men you're choosing are making you feel safe, I would really dive into why and how you feel about it rather than being like, I'm going to be crazy single. And I heard that being crazy single means going to have sex with everybody or being open to it or, you know, whatever. Check in with yourself first. Obviously, it's a note to self like key tenant. Check in with yourself. And if you check in with yourself and you decide, actually, this really empowers me and I do really enjoy it and I do feel safe and I don't feel taken advantage of and I can compartmentalize that. I'm a person that's like that. I think that in my life, having casual sex with people, the only time I've ever felt bad about it is when other people make me feel bad about it. And I checked in with myself like, "Mm, I feel still in control. I feel fine. I'm not I wasn't hooking up with anyone to like get something from them. Um, It's something that I wanted at the time. As we've discussed, I'm now on my celibate summer journey, but I am 29. So me at 25, not on a celibate summer journey. Let me tell you. Not at all. And I had the best time. But again, I compartmentalize really well. And I learned to not judge myself because I learned that other the only people making me feel bad about doing this was the stupid guys on a mic on TikTok kind of people who are men that I would never sleep with anyway, or just society in general telling me that I shouldn't like it or whatever it is. I had to really check in with myself. So one, Definitely check in with yourself. Make sure you're not only doing this because you're trying to have a single summer and that's what you think is synonymous with single summer. Once you get past that and you decide, hey, this is just what I enjoy and what I like, I would say continue to do whatever makes you happy. Again, like I said, please be safe. Not only like physically, like we know men can be a little aggressive sometimes. You can get yourself in scary situations. So please be safe when it comes to that. Obviously have safe sex. We don't need to have any sexually transmitted diseases around here. But as long as you're, you're feeling safe in those ways and you feel empowered and and good after, during and after, then go for it. I wouldn't say anyone's too old to have casual sex if you feel like you want to. And don't let other people tell you how you should live your life in general. Even me. Don't even let me tell you how to live your life. But I will say as a person who has gone through that time in my life, I might go through it again. Who knows? At the time, it wasn't hurting me to go through it. And I didn't feel bad. I didn't judge myself. I didn't judge other people for doing it. I didn't care if other people judge me for doing it. I've always kind of wanted to be making myself happy. So I don't think it makes you low value. I've dated plenty of men that I feel are, would be considered, though I hate the terms, incredibly high value men who don't give a flying fuck (laughs) that I hooked up with them. Even the first night I met them, that happened twice. Actually, both of them were in love with me for years after that. So, and I'm, I mean, I'd like to say that I'm that good in bed. I just, no, I think that we just meshed and things were supposed to be the way they, they were. <laughs> but I have had good things come out of those situations. So I feel like it's kind of a unique perspective. But um, don't listen to the guys on TikTok who are extremely, quote, low value, tell you how to be high value. It's just stupid. <laughs> don't listen to them. All right. Question number five. And the last question. Hi, Peyton. I'm in need of of some dire advice on this one. I'm 21 and just moved to Los Angeles in March for a really exciting career-changing internship from a small beach town in North Carolina. Long story short, I went back home to the beach for Memorial Day and reconnected with my high school ex. To be frank, he's been upset with me for years because I kind of messed things up with him in high school, and it was the first time he finally agreed to hang out with me since. 
Long story short, it went amazing. And I've always said if we could just reconnect and get on the same page again, we'd be in it for the long haul. I'm back in LA now and I just can't stop thinking about him and what we could be. We're planning to see each other again soon and I'm just worried that I'm making rash decisions and rethinking my life in LA just for a man, which I've never wanted to do before. In my heart, I think it would be worth it and know that I have to give it a shot. But how do I balance growing my new life in LA while a piece of my heart is back in my hometown? Thanks, girl. Love the podcast and you so much. Love you too. First of all, a cute beach town in North Carolina. I feel like that's where that show or that movie, the Nicholas Sparks movie, The Lo- the Last Song was filmed. I've been wanting to go to a cute beach town in North Carolina. It's kind of my dream. Anyway, let's see. What do I think about this one? So again, I think I have a little bit of a unique perspective on this because when I was 19 and then again, when I was actually 19, 24 and 26 and 27, I dated guys that were long distance. My first boyfriend I had in college was in Maryland and I was in Texas. So that was quite a far way away. And then my most recent boyfriend, I was here in LA and he was in Washington, DC. And I genuinely, especially in the beginning of relationships, love long distance. There's a couple of reasons for this. I would say I like to have my space. I think it's great to have space. I think that missing each other is a key component. Um, like I said before, in relationships, living your own lives separately and obviously long distance, especially physically being that far away from each other is pretty extreme, especially the freaking time zone issue. The time zone issue sucks when they're three hours ahead of you. That's I know how that goes. It's really annoying. But I really like the long distance, especially for me, taking things slow is really important to me. And the long distance kind of forces that. So with my most recent ex, for example, we would talk on FaceTime like every night. That was one of the quote, rules I had. It didn't have to be exactly every single night. Like if if something came up, obviously we don't have to talk. Um, But most nights we would talk via FaceTime and we just really got to know each other really well through conversation that way. We already knew we physically like matched and um, we did make it a point to see each other every single month. Those are my two rules. I want to talk to you via FaceTime. I'm not a big texter all day. So just talked at you know, at the end of the evening. So I feel like I was a part of the day, especially being long distance. That's important. And, um, and hearing about the day and then also seeing each other physically once a month if we could make that work. His job had a very like intense schedule. Mine does not. I make my own schedule. So this was easy for me to go see him during this time. Anyway, my point is I wouldn't be afraid of long distance. You're going to miss him, but like, it's not the end of the world. I promise. And especially if there's a light at the end of the tunnel at some point, enjoy it. I would enjoy the long distance. It's kind of fun to go see each other too. I'd go see him for like a week and then we'd like almost like live together kind of. And it was fun to explore new places, explore where he was living, explore where I was living. And again, the missing each other kind of makes it a little bit exciting, especially while you're building a life here in Los Angeles for yourself. And you have this internship that you think is life changing, as you've said, you've got to dive into that too. And this is the age to do that. And you're, you're planting the seeds for your you know, work life and your financial life even right now. And this is going to help you this time that you're spending, what you're learning is going to help you so much in the future. And I don't think for me, at least there should be a massive rush to like make this guy everything to you. You know what I mean? So also I think men kind of think it's hot when you have your own life going on. Making him miss you is also another key, I think. So if you're physically absent, (laughs) he's going to be thinking about you all the time and he's going to miss you and it's going to be exciting to see you. It's kind of a little bit of a dopamine hack or there's another like hormone or neurotransmitter that that like actually activates in men. I can't remember what it is, but they kind of fall in love in in the times when you're not there, when they're missing you from what I've heard. Okay. I don't know the science behind it, but that's from what I've heard. I know women fall in love with like oxytocin and something else. Men, it's two different things. I don't know. Look it up on TikTok. Anyway, I I think that the missing is fine. I wouldn't be too stressed about that. And I would, I would almost embrace it. It's kind of romantic to miss someone. Like I remember with my ex, whenever we were long distance, I would miss him so much. It physically hurt my body and I wouldn't get rid of that time for anything. I think it was such an important part of our relationship. And there was a part of me that enjoyed it as like weird as that sounds. So yeah, I would not, I would be okay. Just understand you're going to, you're going to have a relationship. You're going to have this love that you miss. 
And I would just accept that and I would just like live through it and continue to build your life and your job because I think that you yourself are such an important person for you to invest in. And if this is the right person for you, it will work out. I think that's just the end of the end of it. Like if it's the right guy, it doesn't really matter if you're living together right now or if you're seeing each other a ton right now or not. I think if it's the right person for you, I genuinely think it's going to work out anyway. And it seems like you're you intuitively feel this, but you're wor- more worried about balancing, like you said, your new life in L.A. while a piece of your heart is back in your hometown. So I think the first thing, like I said, is acceptance. Accept that you're going to miss him and that's OK. It's romantic. It's kind of cute. It's kind of fun. You're going to get excited to see him. It's going to be a fun experience every time you see him. And then I also love that you you recognize that you do want to grow your new life here in L.A. as well. So you can still make friends. You can still go out. You can still do stuff that a lot of single girls do, which is fun because you're going to have these like fun friends. that you, you don't have a boyfriend to do things with all the time. So now you have room to build these crazy friendships here, too, which, again, I loved about being long distance because I would go with my friends on the weekends as if I was single. Like, obviously, wasn't like talking to guys, but like I would go with my friends and like be not worried about like his schedule or what he was doing with his friends or like once we moved in together, it was more like okay, who are we hanging out with this weekend? What are we doing this weekend? Whereas when we were long distance, it was much more independent on both sides, which again is a time that I would not take back. I think it's a great time to have in a relationship and I I love long distance. So I think you're set up for, for good stuff here. But I would say definitely don't let the missing him consume you. I would definitely try to force yourself to be social and do things here in Los Angeles because you don't want to be like half in, half out. Like you, once you, let's say you leave LA and you guys end up getting married and moving in together and all this stuff, you want to look back on this time like, oh yeah, I really did that. Like I lived in LA and it was like so fun and cool rather than like, oh, I just stayed in my apartment because I missed my boyfriend so much, you know? So think about it in like five years when you're married and things went all well. How do you want to look back on this time in Los Angeles? Plus, I will say again, cannot even drive this, cannot drive this home more that every guy I've ever dated has been obsessed with the fact that I have my own thing going on. Like if there's one thing that I did really well in relationships, it's being independent and having my own thing going on because they all thought it was great. And I will say it never led to the demise of a relationship, me having my own thing going on. That's really all I have to say about that one. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, I hope you guys got some good stuff from it. I feel like I rambled along kind of a lot. But again, I don't like to prep too much the questions. I just like to kind of see the topic and make sure that I'm doing an, a range of topics and then kind of think about it on the spot. So sometimes I go home, though, and I'm like, shit, I should have added this or I should have not said this or <laughs> I should have prepped a little bit more. But I also just don't want it to be too much like I'm reading a script, you know. So again, if you guys if I answered your question, if you don't agree with me. If you feel offended by something that I said, I am sorry. You don't have to listen to me at all. I don't know what I'm talking about. This is more for entertainment purposes. And I kind of like to know what's going on in everyone's lives. Like I'm a little bit nosy about what y'all are up to. (laughs) So that's why we do these episodes. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I have pretty much nothing else to say. So I guess I'll just talk to y'all next week. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.